how many of you hear a sound? I, I hear a sound today, and I believe that God sent it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take a moment, and I want you to begin to think of everything that God's done for you this week. And if you would, for the next 10 seconds, I want you to lay on your horn to thank him for what he's done for you. Would you do it right now? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now that we've got that out of our system, <laughs> we're thankful for what God's doing, aren't we? Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit today about there is a sound. Now, we know that we've heard several sounds, haven't we? We've heard it over the news media. We've heard it over the radio. Sounds of fear, sounds of depression, sounds of worry. But I want to speak to you about a sound of life that God is announcing to the church today. And it's time that we open our ears to hear what he's saying. Can you say amen? So I want you to go with me. Now, for the next, we've been told that we're, we're still on shutdown or lockdown or house arrest or whatever you want to call it for the next 30 days. But I'm telling you, we're not going to wait 30 days to worship God. We're going to continue to praise God. We're going to continue to love God. So every Sunday from now until they say we can go inside this building, we're going to be out here one way or another. If you, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 41. And this is what I want you to hear it. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. I want to talk to you a little bit today about there is a sound. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word because it's life. We just ask you, God, to speak to us and through us, Father. God, strengthen us, God, and let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. So the story that I read or the scripture I read comes from the story of Elijah. I want you to follow this because I want to show you something that the nation of Israel, which is God's people, had gotten to a place where they were worshiping. They, they weren't just worshiping God. They were worshiping a lot of other things. They were worshiping Baal. They, 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 they just got themselves in a position that wasn't good. They were worshiping Asherah, which was a goddess. And all this was going on. And God spoke to Elijah. And God said, okay, we're going to have a showdown. And so what ends up happening is Elijah had been hid for three and a half years. There had been no rain. And the Lord spoke to Elijah. And he said, go show yourself to Ahab. And he, he told Ahab, he said, I want you to gather all of Israel. I want you to get the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. And I want you to show up on Mount Carmel. 
when they got up there, he looked at the people and he said, how long are we going to waver between two things here? We've either got to make up our mind we're going to live for God or we need to make up our mind that we're not. Because straddling the fence just doesn't work, does it, friend? And so there's got to be something birthed in our hearts that brings us to God in a deeper fashion than we've ever known before. And so he squares off with him and he said, look, he said, we're going to offer a sacrifice up here and let the God that answers by fire be Lord of all. You know the story, the prophets of Baal got up, they began to cry out and dance around the altar, nothing came. They started cutting themselves and no answer. It wore on into the afternoon and then Elijah began to make a little bit of fun of them. He said, well, maybe you need to yell a little bit louder. Maybe your God's asleep or maybe he's off on a vacation someplace traveling or maybe he's just relieving himself somewhere. So yell a little bit louder. And so they began to yell louder. They cut themselves. Blood started gushing out and there was no answer. And then Elijah stepped up and he said, God, he said, I thank you that you've heard my voice and he begins to pray he rebuilt that altar he put stones around it poured 12 barrels of water over the top of it and then he said God I want you to answer by fire so Israel can know that you're Lord of all and in that instant lightning came down out of heaven struck that sacrifice consumed the bullock that was on it consumed the wood from the altar literally ate up the stones can you imagine how hot that had to be to consume those stones and it licked up all the water that was on the ground and then Elijah turns his face they they seized the prophets of Baal and they were slain on the mountaintop I'm telling you that good versus evil has come to a head in our nation that we have to make up our mind that we're going to turn back to God and ask God to rescue us that we're going to look to God instead of man that we're going to begin to trust in God sometimes when things are going smooth for us it's easy for us to forget God isn't it it's easy to kind of get relaxed and just kick back but when we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place we know who the rock still is his name is Jesus and we've got to grab hold of that rock so he turns, Elijah turns and he tells Ahab, he said, there's a sound of an abundance of rain. This is what I want you to notice. Nobody else heard the sound. It was the church. Everybody say the church. The church was the first to hear the sound. I don't know if you understand this, but I'm telling you that when all of this hit, and you can ask people I talk to, when all of this hit, something just didn't feel right to me. Something didn't seem right to me. And I started saying, there's more to this than a virus going on. I don't know what it is, but there's something deeper here than just this virus. And I'm telling you, I know that God did not send this virus, but I believe that God is using this virus to create a sound across this land for the church to rise up, call out to God. God, get back down on our knees and trust him to rescue us he goes over to Mount Carmel and he gets down and he begins to pray sometimes we're looking for that bolt of lightning aren't we we're waiting for a clap of thunder but sometimes God just moves in a still small voice 
He continued to pray on Carmel and he kept sending his servant. He said, go look out over the ocean. Go look out over the sea and tell me if you see anything. Seven times that servant went back and forth, but Elijah refused to give up his prayer. You don't quit praying just because it doesn't happen when you want it to happen. Up just because you feel like, well, that things aren't coming together the way I expected them to come together. This is not Burger King. We don't get it our way. We have to cry out to God and say, God, show me what you want. Elijah spoke out in faith before there was ever one drop of rain because he heard something in his spirit. I don't know if you can hear it today, but there's something moving in the spirit. And he told Elijah, he, he, he kept sending that man back and all of a sudden the servant came back and he said, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah got so excited he jumped up and he said, you go tell Ahab to get off this mountain so the rain doesn't stop him. He grabbed his garment and he pulled it up and the Spirit of God hit him. He took off running to Jezreel. Now, stay with me here. This is nearly 20 miles. And Elijah overtakes Ahab's chariot being pulled by the finest horses that Israel had. He overtakes that chariot. He outruns that chariot for 20 miles until he comes into the city. I'm telling you, this is not going to wear us out. This is not going to take us down. This is not going to do us in because the church is more than able. If God be for us, who, my friend, can be against us? There is a sound. There is a sound throughout Scripture, you find times where God creates this sound, this, this stirring in the people. You look at it again in the book of Isaiah. The king at the time is Uzziah. Uzziah started out... Let me ask a question. How many of you ever started out on fire for God and found yourself getting a little cold and indifferent at times? Anybody? Thank God for those honest horns. We've all been there, haven't we? Where all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're, our, 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 the, the Spirit's burning in our heart and we're ready to go and we're ready to do anything God asks us to. But sometimes, good times lull us to sleep. Sometimes when everything's going right, we get relaxed and we kick back in our easy chair. Remember the story that Jesus told about the man with the barns? He had so many crops... He said to himself, he said in his heart, he said, I'm going to go tear down the barns I've got and build bigger barns. And what did, was the response? He said, you fool, tonight your soul will be required of you. What was God saying? He was saying we're foolish when we look around and we feel like we've got everything we need. Because if he's not in the center of it, it doesn't matter what you've got. It'll all come crumbling down. We need to hear that sound. Uzziah started out and his kingdom was flourishing and God was blessing him because he was focused on God. He reigned for 52 years, but somewhere in that reign, he got a little indifferent and he wasn't treating God with the holiness or, or the, the appreciation or, or the awesomeness that, God's deser that God deserves. How many of you have ever 
felt just like you got in the presence of God and it made you drop down on your knees and begin to raise your hands. That it was, it was so real to you. It, it wasn't about, it wasn't like you were slapping Jesus on the back and saying, hey, Jesus, how you doing? I mean, it was like that you found yourself at his feet and you couldn't hardly raise your head because of the presence that filled that room. Uzziah had gotten to a place where he began to take God for granted. As a matter of fact, according to the law, only the priests could offer incense to God. And so they were required by law, they would burn the incense in the temple. But Uzziah just takes it on himself and he goes strolling into a place that God never called him to. And he goes in there and he starts lighting the incense. And the priest followed him in and said, what are you doing? You're you're not allowed to be here. And the Bible said that 80 priests went with him. He said they were men of valor. Can I tell you what a man of valor is? It's a man that will stand on the word of God no matter who's standing against it. It's an individual. It's a lady that will stand up and say, I trust in God no matter what's going on around her. It's individuals that say, here I am, God, use me. And so all of a sudden, he, that those 80 men went in there and it said that the king got furious. Uzziah's anger began to flare up and just as he was getting ready to speak something against them leprosy broke out on him and they ushered him out of the house and he could never enter the presence of God he had to stay separate and the scripture said that he died now listen to the scripture I'm going to read to you this is Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. This is Isaiah speaking. Now let me just, Isaiah was related to Uzziah. So sometimes if we're not careful, our relationships to certain people give us a sense of confidence. We need God. Nobody can take his place. Not your mama, not your daddy. Not your grandma, not your grandpa, not your husband, not your wife. We need God. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on his throne high and exalted. And his robe filled the whole temple. Around him flaming creatures were standing, each which had six wings. Each creature covered its face with two wings and its body with two and used the other two for flying. They were calling out to each other, Holy, 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 the Lord Almighty is holy. His glory fills the world. I wonder if you'd say that with me, holy. Come on, just shout it out, holy. He's holy. He, he's holy and his glory fills the world. And then it says, the sound of their voices made the foundation of the temple shake and the temple itself became filled with smoke. Somebody say it with me, there is a sound. 
So Isaiah, in the year that the king died, and Isaiah didn't have anybody else to lean to or anybody else to look to, Uzziah is gone. And that's the year that he sees God high and lifted up. Maybe it's the time that he took his eyes off a man and started looking to God. He saw God fill the temple, and he heard the angels, and heaven opened up to him. And then there's a sound that begins to shake the very foundation of the temple. I'm telling you today, friend, there is a sound do you know that everything that exists your car the glass in your car everything that exists that's man-made has a vibratory movement to it there is a level that you can hit there is a sound and if you hit that sound and it corresponds with the vibratory movement of the thing that's been made by man it will begin to shake it let me explain what I'm talking about how many of you have ever seen someone sing and shatter glass you know what I'm talking about an opera singer and they hit a note and there's crystal out there and all of a sudden that crystal will begin she hits that high note and when she hits that high note it begins to cause the molecules in that crystal it's corresponding with what that crystal is made up of and it begins to shake it until all of a sudden it just bursts forth I remember reading a story about a man and he was an older fella and there were these men that were working on a bridge and they had their iron stretched out and he walked up and he was playing a fiddle and they started making fun of him they begin to laugh at him and make jokes about him and the old gentleman didn't grow angry he he didn't get mad he just walked up to him and he said gentlemen I believe I'll just fiddle your bridge down they looked at him and they started laughing at him but the old man just started bringing the Rosalind or the bow across those strings and he kept doing that until all of a sudden he found a note that corresponded with the metal that was on that bridge and he started bearing down on that note and as he started bearing down on that note they said that structure started moving and those men grabbed hold and they started yelling and saying stop 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 I'm telling you that God has a sound in heaven that can shake this earth that can shake everything around us and everything in us there is a sound Isaiah heard the sound because it's the church's responsibility to step up and say here we are God we need you it's not the world's responsibility it's our responsibility Elijah was the first to hear the sound Isaiah was the first to hear the sound finally there's a prophet by the name of Ezekiel Ezekiel and all of Israel has been carried into captivity why because they forgot God he didn't take them there to destroy them he took them there to build them to get their attention let me ask a question how many of you are praying more now than you were two months ago There is a sound. 
And the Spirit of God takes Ezekiel. Now keep in mind, Israel is in captivity. They feel like there's no hope. They feel like everything's falling apart, that, that nothing's going right, and they feel like God has forgotten them. But God takes Ezekiel in the Spirit to a valley. And the Scripture said that when he got in the valley, he said it was full of bones. And there were very many bones. And they were very dry. And Ezekiel's looking at all of these bones and all of a sudden the Lord spoke to him and he asks him a question. He said, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? Now, Ezekiel's looking at ground covered with bones that are disconnected, that are fragmented, that are apart. And he can't quite find the faith to say yes. And so he looked and he said, Lord, you know. I don't have the answer, but you know. And then God spoke to Ezekiel. And he said, I want you to prophesy to these bones. I want you to forget about what the circumstance looks like. I want you to quit I, I don't want fear entering your mind. I don't want doubt coming into your head. I don't want you focusing on what you see in front of you. I want you to hear a sound from heaven. I, I want you to begin to prophesy to these bones. And as he began to say, he said, prophesy to these bones and say, dry bones live. Dry bones live. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, now check this out, the Bible says that and all of a sudden, Ezekiel starts to hear a rattling of bones. All of man, can you imagine what it was like? They're bones that are fragmented, and they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, they start flying all around him. And he's thinking, my goodness, what's going on? And, and what's happening? And, and God is trying to let us know that, look, we've been dead for a while. We've allowed the circumstances and situations to take us over. But revival is going to hit the land. And so all of a sudden he said now 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 Ezekiel now wouldn't you know it I got excited I'm losing my mic hang on everybody <laughs> praise God it's a good thing there's a ledge here I might be down there among you so all of a sudden he, he's telling Ezekiel he said prophesy to these bones and these bones start connecting together and then something powerful happens all these bones that were dead all these bones that were dry all of a sudden the power of God hits and an army rises up where there was dry bones now there's an army I'm telling you God is raising up an army we've taken the presence of God and the Spirit of God for granted too long and now there's a sound that God is settling into this nation and he's rattling some bones he's saying it's time for the dry bones to live it's time for us to step up and say God here I am use me God is putting together a mighty army and if you want to be a part of that army you better let him rattle your bones come on everybody and sing it right now I hear the sound come on I hear the sound Woo! 
hear the sound. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. today is the sound of dry bones rattling. A church that refuses to be shut down but has come outside to let the world know he's alive and well. There is a sound. In this pandemic, there is a sound. Not a sound of fear, not a sound of doubt, not a sound of worry, but a sound of faith, a sound of revival, a sound of rattling in our bones. I want you to stretch your hands to heaven with me right now. We're going to pray that God stir this up in us. Are you ready? Father, we come to you right now and ask you to rattle our bones. 
God, help us, Lord, to see what you're wanting to do. Stir up the gift that you've placed in each one of us and let us become, Father, an army that marches with the word, with hope, with help, with understanding in Jesus' name. We give you praise for it right now. We're not looking, Father, for the God, God, for a fix from the government. We're looking for you. We're looking to you. We thank you that even now, God, your hand is reaching out to us. God, I pray, Father, Lord, a harvest of souls. Let them come from the east, the west, the north, and the south. And let them say, God, here I am. I surrender all in Jesus' name. Come on, give my a hand clap of praise in this house today. Love him one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Debbie and I will be online every night this week, six o'clock. If anything changes, we'll put it on Facebook, but we'll be meeting you every night at six, except tonight. We'll look for you back in this parking lot next Sunday. Until then, let your bones rattle. We love you guys. See you next week. They'll be taking the offering up as you exit. God bless you. Hey, we love you all. Big hugs. Come on.